Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast that critics are calling. I only listen because I'm related to Matt. Huh. All right. That's uh, sad but true. Completely true. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Doing a solo one this week. And actually trying to bust it out before I leave for the week for work. So I'll be traveling as you listen to this. I'll be traveling somewheres on a plane eating those Biscoff cookies that everybody loves. And for a while I was like, you can only, you can never find those except for airplanes. Like they've got that market tapped. Like, you know what? We're going to be the airline cookie. Um, but I found it at Lund's. So Lund's and Byerly's. If you're feeling in that Biscoff cookie mood and you're like, you know, you know what I want to be taken back to when I'm in an airplane seated right next to the toilet. <laughs> I might have mentioned this before, but I had that one time. I think I made a joke to somebody like, oh, it'd be funny if I got, you know, seated right next to the toilet. And then sure enough, I was. So every time the the door opened, the bathroom door, I just get this hot wave of just butt. It was just bad. Uh, but anyways, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, this is the checking in segment. Um, yeah, so I am traveling and so trying to do a quick podcast and uh, make sure that we keep that streak alive. Um, this is episode 82, so 82 and strong. So pretty, pretty crazy. But um, yeah, what else is new? I've just uh, talked about this last week, but I didn't win the Powerball. Um, or who knows, actually, since I'm recording this now, I could technically win it this weekend. But you would know if I won it. Um, would I keep doing the podcast? For sure. Um, but yeah, how was uh, how was your guys' um, Halloween? And you know what? Actually, I was just telling you, we talked about this last week a little bit, but I moved into a new apartment. Um, yeah, so I would love to not see a two-wheel a dolly or a moving box for the next six to forever <laughs> months. <laughs> uh, but yeah, hopefully, um, but that went pretty well. And hopefully you guys' Halloween was good. Mine was good. I uh, did a couple couple parties and dressed up as, a, as an ear of corn. Um, and so, yeah, Paige and I, Paige was a, the ear and I was a corn. So there you go with that. Um, but yeah, I hope you had a good uh, Halloween. I certainly did. Um, yeah, it was fun. Went to a couple parties and had a bonfire. The weather was perfect for Minnesota, which it doesn't always happen. And I was reminiscing with somebody about uh, how 91 or 92, that was the big year of the snowstorm on Halloween. And I remember trick-or-treating while it was snowing. And so it definitely made a lasting impression on the young Matthew, while trying to get full-size candy bars. Um, but yeah, let's see what else really... Yeah, the moving was uh, was good. Um, I'm fully moved in and recording live this week from Minneapolis, Minnesota. But yeah, things are going good. Um, and uh, so far, anyways, don't want to jinx it. But so far, so good. And uh, yeah, if, uh, if any of you are thinking about moving... Um, and don't really realize how much goes into it, uh, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't.
Well, okay, from there, let's go to the best segment that everyone loves is advice. If you have any advice questions, uh, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And we'll start with kind of a tricky one to follow. But basically, you've got two people, and they each had a spouse before them. Um, And their spouses cheated on their original spouses with each other. And so then the relationships all broke up. So that happened. And then the two people that had been cheated on, um, they ended up hooking up and getting together. So now they're dating. And so they're dating now and they're wondering, do we need to let the original spouses, the OG spouses, um, let them know, like, hey, just a heads up, you guys did this horrible thing, but now we're together. Um, And so they want to know and there's, well, they're saying they don't know how to tell their exes. I think the way to do it is you post about it on social media. <laughs> you know, you know I, because I think the, the bigger and the messier is just, you know, it's better. It's better for all parties and for people not even involved, you know, they're just watching. Um, no, I mean, really, do you need to? Do you need to let them know? You don't have to tell them. They, cl- they clearly kept secrets from you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my stance on it. I don't think you need to really, you know, lose sleep over thinking about that. Like, you have to tell them. You're all good. Um, another person wanted to know, said that uh, she is still overcome with guilt after breaking up with her boyfriend of a very long time. Um she said that her ex did not take the breakup well, and she wants to know, is the dumper, for lack of a better word, and I wish there was a better word, um, is the dumper always to blame for breaking someone's heart? Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of how it works. If you're going to break up with someone, I would hope that they're like, you know, they're definitely a little heartbroken about it you would hate for you know to break up with someone they're like oh thank god (laughs) get me out of that one um but you know you're probably breaking up for a reason so maybe your heart was broken before you broke theirs do you know what i'm saying um but yeah i mean i think it's it's not always to blame but that's just part of it you know what i mean um but there's clearly a reason for wanting to do it and it's done so the damage is done, as they say. Uh, another person wants to know um, her stepdaughter is wearing the same outfit daily. And the mom wants to know, she's concerned, and she wants to know if she should intervene with the stepdaughter um, who just started high school and so far has been wearing the same outfit every day. Well, this is, there's a few things here. Uh, if that's what the kid wants to do um and maybe you know that's just what she wants to look like you know what i mean if they're if you should intervene only i guess in the sense that make sure that the clothes are clean you know what i mean if she's got like five different sets of the same wardrobe that's different that's just like that's her style she wants to wear the same thing listen einstein did it he had multiples of the exact same thing so he didn't have to put any mental capacity and know what he was going to wear that day which i think is a great idea um i essentially wear the same thing but uh 
But it is, you know, it's one of those things where if it is the exact same thing, yeah, just for cleanliness alone, you're going to want to say something. Also, too, it's kind of helping look out for them because if you're, let's say, wearing a Sublime t-shirt every day, you'll be known as Sublime. You know what I mean? Kids are just malicious. And so you're saving her some of that grief by letting her know because kids are just going to, they glob on anything that's different and then they just do not let go. So there you go with that. Uh, let's see. Another one is, what do we got here? Oh, somebody wants to know, can you skip a wedding when you were invited at the very last minute? Um, so I guess they received very last minute wedding invitations. And the, this person wants to know, is it okay to skip that event? Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. If you still had like a long, like if, if it was last minute to a degree, but you still had like a month, then I don't know. Um, you should have probably just let them know right away that you weren't going to make it. You know what I mean? That's the whole reason why they have the invites. You just check no. But you can totally do. You don't have to go to a wedding. Um, and I think the getting invited last minute, because you're clearly asking, because hoping that's kind of a free pass. But you have the free pass anyways. Um, yeah. I think uh, I definitely think that that's that's okay. You know, what I mean, they should have had their act together. They should have invited you right away. Um, but yeah, no big deal. But again, post about it on social media and make it as messy as possible. All right, from there, let's do some random news for the week. And so random news, we'll start off with this. Um, you know, I wanted to, you know, put this question out there for you. If you thought you saw a UFO, you know, in the sky, wherever you were, um, you're driving, you're having a bonfire, you're just hanging out, maybe you're in your apartment, and you look up and you see a UFO, and you know for a fact that that's... That's something not from this planet. Would you tell somebody? Um, that's that's the true question. I feel like I don't know if I would until I saw it maybe twice, and I was abs or three times absolutely sure of what it was. Um, but this person, uh, a mysterious purple light in the California sky, sparked speculation of UFOs and other phenomena on social media. But in the end, it turned out to be a victory celebration for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, wah, wah, wah. That's why I would keep that inside and not tell people. Uh, social media users in Sacramento reported a purple light in the sky on Halloween night, and some speculated the cause of the illumination could be from something out of this world. Um, but it was just Sacramento Kings. They said that the purple light was the team's victory beam celebrating the victory over the Charlotte Hornets. The game was played in Charlotte, but the team celebrated by projecting the vertical beam of light into the sky over Sacramento. I think that everyone that thought it was a UFO should be named specifically. <laughs> just for that. Because, you know, I mean, I think so many people report stuff and so much of the stuff is not what that is. So this will kind of deter people maybe from doing that, from getting public, publicly shamed. Um, 
world records, Guinness World Records. We love them here at the show, so might as well do another one. Um, a Monster Jam event in Florida broke a Guinness World Record when 10,005 toy monster trucks were arranged into a mosaic. The event at a Camping World Stadium in Orlando featured all these trucks manufactured by Spin Master. Uh, being arranged into a mosaic of the Monster Jam logo and then launched from 6,000-foot ramp, from a 6,000-foot ramp in a massive toy race. So there you go. Toys featured miniature versions of popular monster trucks, including Megalodon, El Toro Loco, Monster Mutt Dalmatian, Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, Higher Education, and Max D. But not Gravedigger. Where's Gravedigger? Um, but yeah, they broke the Guinness World Record for largest display of monster truck toys. So there you go. If you were trying to beat it, that's what you got to beat now. Um, also for Guinness World Records, on um, early November, a trade expo for the funeral industry in South Africa broke a Guinness World Record when 122 hearses participated in a parade. The Funerex Af- Africa Expo gathered the vehicles um, at a track in Sandon to break the the world record. Organizers said that there was 123 hearses at the event, but one failed to start due to technical problems. Gotcha. So that's why it's only 122. The hearses involved in the parade arranged from decades-old black cars to the newer white models. And in each hearse, they had a freshie, which is what they in the biz call a fresh dead body. Uh, No, that's not true. They were all empty which is like, does that really count them too? All right, from there, we're going to do some TV. So this is some random uh, TV reviews that I uh, haven't talked about in the last few weeks. One being American Horror Story. I think this season of American Horror Story is all about the 80s in New York City and a serial killer going around and uh, them trying to figure out who it is. And it's really good, really uh, really captivating story so far. And the acting is over the top, but in a good way. To me, I, I like it. And I like that they're doing two episodes every week. So you kind of get like a movie every single week. Sandra uh, Bernhardt is kind of the standout. She's you know been an actress and comedian forever. Um, so it's kind of cool seeing her back in stuff. Um, yeah, Zachary Quinto is back too. Um, he was in some of the early, if I think the first season of American Horror Story. So it's cool seeing him return. And uh, yeah, it's great, uh, great, just great show all around. Super, uh, super creepy. Um, also, Atlanta, I can recommend, is doing great. This last week's episode was a documentary about the Goofy movie. Um, but yeah, really, really cool cool stuff on this season and i'm just bummed that it's going to be the last so not looking forward to that ending uh speaking of endings last week i wanted to reveal the ending of the patient well i think that there's been enough time going by where i can dissect it um so if you don't want to find out the ending then you can just tune out for a little bit but so the whole idea of the patient is Steve Carell is a psychiatrist and he's got this patient that is uh, Domino Gleason and he is a serial killer but he doesn't find this out until it's too late and he's actually chained up in his patient's basement and he can't get out 
and he's trying to figure out ways to do it. Um, and it's really a good 10 episode series. And I like how some of them span from like 22 minutes to half an hour. Um, and some people were saying online that they were they were like, well, there doesn't seem like a real feeling of dread because, of course, they're not going to kill Steve Carell. Well, this is the spoiler alert. Steve Carell does die in the end. And it's such a heartbreaking thing. And I don't believe he gets caught, too. I don't think that the killer gets caught, um, which is bad that I can't remember that. But it is, you know, the main thing was like I was just so blown away that they actually did kill. He killed Steve Carell. So, yeah, that was that was intense. But it was one of those things where I was like, okay, they went for it. You know, it was very edgy and they didn't pull any punches. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, another show that I'm watching that I'm loving that I could recommend is Unsolved Mysteries. And, uh, yeah, they've rebooted it and put a bunch of new episodes on. And it's just as creepy as the original one with uh, Robert Stack. And I've mentioned this, too, but they have the opening credits. They have a little outline of Robert Stack. It's kind of cool. And I uh, shouldn't admit this into a microphone, so I won't. Well, I'll just say it quietly. I cried at the beginning. <clears throat> I might have, to, might have to delete that one that little part. Uh, but yeah, that's one of the creepiest shows out there. But I like creepy. And uh, speaking of creepy too, that was great during the Halloween season is Guillermo del Toro's um, Cabinet of Curiosities, which is a anthology horror TV show in the vein of Twilight Zone or Alfred Hitchcock Presents. And what's cool is del Toro, like those shows, he does a little intro before each one. And I love that. And he introduces the director and the story, and then you just have a different, um, a different episode. And basically, there was one. I read an article, or heard an interview where they were ta- he was talking about how this is very much a director's show, and it's a way to showcase a director's talent. So a different director each time. And um, yeah, I think all the episodes were pretty strong. And I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about how they didn't like the first two. Um, And the second one, which might have been my first or my actual favorite. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, My favorite one is, uh, I'm going to look it up, but it's uh, one that deals with rats. And this guy who's a grave robber, so he digs up these graves and he he just takes any kind of jewelry or anything that of uh importance from their graves and uh and so this one is called yeah it's called graveyard rats and so the guy is complaining about how the rats have been taking away a lot of the jewelry from these um from these graves and from these uh um from these caskets and so one time he's digging down there and he sees a rat run away with some jewelry so he goes down this hole and follows this rat which leads to all these other rats and a huge rat um and i'm not spoiling anything because it's how they actually do it it's a great monster movie type tv show so I highly recommend that. And it was funny that this this um, set of critics, they said that that was one of their worst, least favorite episodes. But I thought that was great. That was totally my favorite one. So there you go. Check that out. 
Cabinet of Curiosities. Alright, so now let's do some entertainment news. This is hot off the press, and now it'll be, you know, probably a week and a half old since uh, since I am f- seeing it right now and recording this as we're as I'm seeing it. Um, HBO abruptly cancels Westworld. So there you go. It says the story will remain incomplete at four seasons, despite requests from creators. Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan for one more season to wrap things up. Yeah, that kind of sucks. It says, uh, sorry, Violent Delight fans. Um, There you go. The Violent Ends have come at last. And so they announced that they're canceling that. That is such a bummer when a show does that and doesn't wrap it up. You're just left with so many questions. But there you go. Um, And it was saying, too, you know, it cited that it never really hit the highs that it achieved uh, like it achieved in that first season back in 2016, which was such a good season. Um, but yeah, that's such a bummer. Yeah, HBO issued a statement about the cancellation, thanking Joy and Nolan for all the work they put into it, into this, and said, uh, yeah, over the past four seasons, they have taken viewers on a mind-bending odyssey, raising the bar at every step. We're tremendously grateful to them, along with their immensely talented cast, producers, and crew. And all of our partners at Kilter Films, Bad Robot, and Warner Brothers Television. It's been a thrill to join them on this journey. So there you go. Uh, this one was crazy. Jennifer Lawrence says that her team was hiding good scripts from her. Uh, she was saying that uh, she talked about her representatives were actively keeping her out of the indie film game. According to a recent uh, New York Times profile, Lawrence's reps warned her that her audience wouldn't understand films that were smaller, like her current movie, Causeway. And says, I found out that a lot of filmmakers that I really loved and admired had scripts that weren't even reaching me. Everything was like a rebound effect. I was reacting rather than just acting. Um, so there you go. And she said that she let herself kind of be hijacked. Um, but... It says, following the filming of franchise flop X-Men Dark Phoenix, Lawrence left her agency CAA and took control of her own destiny. So there you go. Maybe we'll see some more edgy, interesting uh, choices and roles from Jennifer Lawrence. But I think she's great um, and can do no wrong in in my mind. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, this one is actually, I'm kind of interested to... Uh, See how this one turns out. Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon are going to be the legendary country music couple George and Tammy. Tammy Wynette and George Jones. Um, there's that uh, Tales of the Tour Bus that Mike Judge did where did the animated version of this story that was so fascinating. Uh, but yeah, they have a trailer out now and it's really, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Michael Shannon's just probably one of the best actors working today. I gotta say. Controversial? I don't think so. But yeah, really good. Um, and there you go. So it says, yeah, so it's the, and the trailers for uh, Showtime's George and Tammy. So it stars Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon. 
Uh, Showtime promises the drama will chronicle the complicated but enduring relationship that inspired some of the most iconic music of all time. So there you go. And it's going to be so it's going to be a mini series. Um, it's created by Abe Sylvia and John Hillcoat, and uh, he'll be directing all six episodes. So there you go. Oh, they got Walton Goggins in it too. So that's going to be good. And Steve Zahn. Nice. All right, and finally, we're going to talk some movies. So I saw a couple movies uh, this past week that uh, um, one I was really looking forward to, this one called Resurrection, written and directed by Andrew Simons. Um, it is a horror movie, of course, but no big surprise there, starring Rebecca Hall, who's one of my favorite actresses um, currently. Like she's just, yeah, she's so great. Can do no wrong either. Um, and Tim Roth, one of my favorites. Um, and it's about this couple that, uh, you know, Rebecca's got this, the actress or the character that she plays is this woman that's all put together, businesswoman, but somebody from her past, Tim Roth, comes out and is very much a part of an abusive relationship. And, um, and there's a lot of twists and turns, and it's a psychological thriller. Um, the, the problem I have with some of these psychological thrillers is that it, it, have, it relies so heavily on, oh, the lead character could just be crazy the whole time. And I kind of think that that's such a cop-out when they do that. So I almost lose interest in that. But there were some really interesting things in this movie, including Tim Roth being able to um, have their couple's baby inside of him. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just that alone should get you to be like, huh, I think I want to see what that's all about. Um, and she ends up cutting it out of him which is something that you probably don't want to see. <laughs> I wish I'd, I hadn't. Uh, listen, they're great actors and all that, but for the most part, I was not you know, riveted um, and blown away by it. So I'm going to have to give... You know, It's interesting to check out like that scene and some of the effects, but all in all, Resurrection was kind of a letdown. I'm going to give that a not good. Good or not good, not good. Uh, Confess Fletch. Um that you can see on Showtime, is the new Fletch movie starring John Hamm as Fletch. Um, and no, Chevy Chase does not make an appearance, which is, that would have been cool. Great way to kind of tie together everything. Um, but uh, but I, I like that they didn't do that too. You know what I mean? It would have kind of muddled it a little bit. But uh, yeah, Hamm's great in this. Um, he has a very similar delivery, but he doesn't do a Chevy Chase impression. He does very much make it his own. And it was almost part Jallo movie a little bit, um, and good murder detective mystery movie. Um, so I did actually really like that. It's one of those ones that I feel like has a warm feeling and is heavy on the rewatchability scale. So Confess Fletch, I will give a good. One good, one not good. So there you go. Check out Confess Fletch and Resurrection. 
And there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another edition. It was great hanging out with you guys. Um, again, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. We will see you in a week. And, of course, special thanks to Nalo and the Unis for awesome music this week. But, yeah, we'll see you soon. I love you. Mm-hmm.